Hey guys, welcome to Bacon Wire. It's actually your boy Carter doing the intro today. We have a special guest, um, and and I take a little bit of offense to it. You know, he he you know he he gets to be on this on this high horse, getting to be on lockdown. It's Maddie May here, so he comes to he comes to lock it goes to lockdown, and he thinks he's just this top dog or whatever, and wants to crawl back into the squalor of us. Disgusting. It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> get your umbrellas out <laughs> hey my... uh fellas uh logistical question here to open the show uh now that we've been canceled uh does yeah. tucker carlson reach out to us or do we have to dm him and be like hey tucker we were canceled uh what's your availability looking like what did you guys get canceled for i meant i missed this oh um i said i didn't want to see chad chad Latz's dick and that that apparently crossed a line. Oh no! Um, so I would just like to take this moment right now to apologize, Chad. I'm sorry. Please show us your dick and balls. <laughs> please, please show us your dick and balls. If we get you to three thousand followers, Chad, will you post whole? That's what we want to know. Will you post a picture of your butthole if you get to three thousand followers? <laughs> Chad, I'm sorry, Chad. Please show us your dick. We want to see your dick. Please, please just message me if you get upset again. Don't don't take it on the timeline this time. I really appreciate it. And it- <laughs> show us your dick. And show us your dick. I would like to see your dick, Chad. I'm going to apologize. Get- Never mind. I'm not going to touch it. Um, the the DM or not the Twitter, not not the dick. Um, so so you will touch Chad's dick, is what? You're no, saying. I said no. Uh, okay. Respectfully, Chad. No, sorry. Um, we got, we have, yeah, we have a, a very special guest on. We were able to drag Maddie May away from um, making Matt Sheehan look good, and he makes us look good coming back on here. One of our OGs. Um, thrilled, thrilled to have him back on. So I want to officially welcome you back as well as Carter did. Thank you. Always it's- happy to be back. Come off. From the high cloud of uh, being a uh, often snubbed guest on Locked On uh, and usually brought on as filler content uh, for anything and everything, I am a bit of a podcast slut. <laughs> well, I love the episodes you're on with Matt, with or with Sheehan with Locked On. That they are good. Like it, she Sheehan's great. Uh, I listened to the one that he had today in the morning with that western guy dude the connection was awful. oh my god i thought i was having a stroke for a i second. had to turn it off i was like dude i want to hear this i love the previews but this guy like i, I was like she and you got to call like the dude out and be like let's restart this because i can't fucking understand you yeah i, t- I texted him that i'm like dude this guy's internet was off he's like it was the worst thing ever <laughs> <laughs> he, he usually what i've learned from any critique you might have he usually has five more of his own thing where you're like hey i love you man but this was a little off and he'll be like dude did you even notice this 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 and this my hair looked like shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but i powered through the episodes because like it started really getting at me at like the 18 minute mark. And I'm like, how much more of this guy is on here? And I looked, there's maybe eight minutes. I'm like, ah, I'm in it. Let's just finish it. Let's just, mm-hmm. um, so we are 24 or four. Why does he keep saying 24? We are 48 hours away from kickoff. Um, 
I will be in the stands with my friends, my family, my brothers, my sisters, um, anyone who considers uh, considers me family. We will be at Spartan Stadium Friday night. About kickoff will probably happen about ten minutes ago. Um, but fellas, let's let's get the other. So let's get some housekeeping out of the way first. Um, Spartan Dog is an episode behind us with Hard Knocks, but um, we can still talk about it because I. Not much happened this last episode. They went over that <clears throat> preseason game against Pittsburgh, and you can tell Connor Hayward. What's that? Didn't show Connor Hayward. No, asshole. Bullshit. He he had a couple good plays though. I watched that game. Um, he had a couple nice snags and a couple good plays. But man, I I really noticed. I mean, spoiler alert: if you're just waiting for hard knocks, but if you're on Twitter, the lines cut. Tim Boyle and wave David Blau. Um, I think Blau is going right back, probably going to go to the practice squad. I would assume so. Um, but if you watch the backup quarterbacks on Saturday, you really didn't see anything that, in my opinion, inspired you too much. Um, and, and especially with one of the cuts being Khalil Pimpleton out of Central, he had so many opportunities to make some good plays in that game and I mean, when he dropped that touchdown pass, that was kind of that kind of to me felt like that we're gonna see the shit on hard knocks eventually. He had brick um, hands. I know, like the whole preseason. <clears throat> he's got the speed, but he's not big. Mm-hmm. But he's got the speed to be like a good slot receiver. But man, his hands just suck. He's, he's got to be a higher pick to get uh, preseason like extra lives. I guess is the way I I look mm-hmm. at it. Yeah, you can't be you can't be on you can't be undrafted and be dropping balls right in the breadbasket. You're right. a receiver. I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, Whereas, like, know, yeah, maybe Khalil can go to the XFL or the USFL, get some reps in, get his hands under him, and then he can kind of and then he can kind of try again once those leagues inevitably. He's fall. he's got teams calling him, so I'm sure he'll try to get on like a practice squad or like a I don't know. Well, good luck to him. I I didn't mind it. His, he had a good little story. Um, I, I was rooting for him, but, you know, it, it is kind of cool when your team, like, the lines aren't my team, but, like, you know, the, the local team is going to be on hard knocks. You can kind of predict what's going to happen in the next episode. That was kind of neat. Um, but, yeah, that, that's just for an undrafted free agent. You know, that's your – you got to prove everything. And, like, the Rams have an undrafted free agent make the, make the seven wide receivers in the 53-man roster. So, like – you know, you can, you can make a career out of it. You, it could blossom into something incredible. Um, but, I mean, I really like it. I, I really like it, and I wonder how many – I'm stealing this from part of my take. I wonder how many mans we're going to hear on uh, the, se- the season finale. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to put the over-under at uh, 29 and a half. Listen, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I don't want to cut you, man, but we just got to, man. We all know this. It's a business. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry. Um, now, I really like the direction that this team's going in. I think I think the offense is going to be pretty solid. I think they're going to put up some numbers. But, I mean, from what Aaron Glenn was talking about with the defense, I think they have some work to do. I don't know. I think there's some deficiencies there. Like, they have a – you know, obviously you have a more a – more, how come I can't pronounce his name? Amar Amarie Amarie yeah Amarie 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 Amarie
And uh, Rodrigo making the roster is really cool. I mean, yeah. that guy, he's going to I think he's going to be a stud. And obviously Hutchinson is going to create some noise up front. So that's a good start. But I think that's an area that they're going to spend on free agency and just try to draft, you know, maybe if they have another F season and, you know, have a high draft pick, they might be able to snag someone else again. Um, but I really liked it. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. We can just move along or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for Hard Knocks, this has been a pretty good uh, a good season. I'm trying to remove the bias. I, you know, I, I like the Lions. Um, I think it really peaked, unfortunately, on the first episode. I really think that episode, like, set the tone, and then it kind of plateaued a little bit and then maybe lulled a, a, a bit in the middle. I'm excited to see the cuts, um, just how Dan Campbell handles it, because I think that's what everyone wants to see is, is Dan Campbell – uh, up to business. My, uh, I get, uh, I, I, I get like the, um, the Hutchinson love. I understand it. The Hutchinson family love don't understand it, but, uh, it's there regardless. So you just kind of have to learn to live with it. And, um, yeah, so far, I mean, so far so good. It's, it's kind of been a, a, it's not necessarily compelling me in general of, 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 like a like some hard knocks in the past have this is it's more like okay they are kind of coming back i really do uh get excited now um for the season just because of what they're showing their improvements but at the same time we've been seeing preseason and um and only like what what they film of the lions saying that they're going to have a good season so i we don't really know and and it's going to either look really good or really bad depending on how they do uh these next couple games uh in, in the actual when the season starts and they start getting creamed it's going to be like oh man this is none of this shit worked <laughs> so. i mean with philly philly's kind of the hot pick to win the nfc east this year because i guess it's been like 25 almost 20 years since the team's won it back-to-back years but i i don't know i don't buy the hype with philly i mean i think they're a good team but I know, I know people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and I just don't see it. Unless Jalen Hurts takes that Patrick Mahomes second-year leap and wins MVP or something. Right. That's the biggest issue, I think. Yeah. Because, like, they are pretty loaded. They have a pretty loaded roster, but it's all up to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it, it, they can go – they can win 14 games, or they could bottom out. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good, but I'm ex- I'm curious to see the season end because I don't really watch these that much, so I'm looking forward to the uh, the end the end of this. I'm not looking forward to seeing players get their hearts broken, but you know I, I kind of want to see how this ends. Um, one more housekeeping thing is uh, we have learned that by Job, one of our top commits for 2023, four star out of uh, Texas. He's in Oklahoma, I believe. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, he is, he's committed, but he is taking his official visit to Alabama soon. Um, I'm not, whenever you hear Alabama mix in with a recruit, I, I start to kind of get that little pit in my stomach. Like he's gone. He's I, gone. I, I think he's going, I really do. He's and I'm gone. not going to be pessimistic, but man, I think he's going. That visits on a Saturday. He's decommitting on a Sunday and committing on a Wednesday. Yep. It's over. Burnt bacon, burnt bacon. Oh, wow. <laughs> geez, guys, have a little faith. You, 
you, you, you think it's just like kind of part of the process? We've said I, it on the podcast before, Matt. It, if like you want to go to the place that's you want to go to the school that's best suited for your future career, right? If you sure. if you're a football player and you want to play in the NFL, Alabama is like the Harvard for what you want to do. So for for by Job, if if Alabama's like, yeah, we want you. I don't really see how how him or anyone else could say no. At least until Tucker kind of gets until Tucker and Brandon Jordan start producing NFL talent out of Michigan state and not just like having Rashawn Gary and Max Crosby fly in for camps uh, to run drills during the summer, then we're going to keep running into this problem. So, you know, it, it is what it is, right. I'm not going to fault a kid for, for trying to go to the best possible spot for what he wants to do in his career, but you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel, I feel, I mean, all you can do at this point is uh, have faith. He does visit. Uh, I believe he comes back to visit Michigan State after the Alabama visit, or he's scheduled to. Um, but I mean, I, I'm gonna have faith until I don't with it, and then if, uh, if I get heartbroken, then I'll get heartbroken, and I will post all the drinking bleach memes I can um, out of it. At the very least, I think it shows that the MSU is once again finding uh talent when they i think they have found the guys that become dudes before they sign anything as opposed to the d'antonio way of taking a bet on a guy that they'll become a dude once they're enrolled in classes and whatnot that that you can potentially lose that bet as opposed to it's nice to see some evaluation occur before anyone gets recruited it's just this is the shitty part so i'm I feel yeah. I mean, I feel I I I feel the fear as well. Um, it's just I'm I'm gonna try to stay positive with it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I definitely do think there's good and bad with it. Like it does kind of worry you that you know the best college football program ever um, wants to take one of your players, but also there's like a silver lining of the fact that one of the best college football programs of all time wants to take your players. You know, that, that definitely means that you're recruiting at, at a much better level than, you know, Michigan State ever had been before. Um, and, as you know, as far as it is right now, he's still verbally committed. Um, he hasn't decommitted or anything. So it's, as far as we know, just a visit. Um, so wouldn't worry too much. Um, I, 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 did, I did get worried when Demetrius Bell got the Alabama offer that we were going to lose him. But, you know, this isn't the same situation. So... We'll kind of just, I think we'll just kind of see how this one plays out. Maybe a something to monitor situation. Um, I wouldn't be too worried. Um, you so know, I've coach a big Brandon Jordan guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, yeah. That was, I think, the big reason he committed. Hmm. Might be the reason he stays too. Like if, yeah. Jordan, if Jordan can kind of convince him to stay or, you know, maintain his uh, commitment. Um, well, we'll just see what happens. I'm sure it'll develop pretty quickly once uh, the visit goes down. When's when's he visiting? Is it this weekend or is it? Uh, He's visiting after his Alabama visit. His Alabama visit is when they play Vanderbilt. So. Okay, so that's going to be like 84 miles. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're gonna let, let's talk football. We're gonna talk MSU football. It's so close. You can you can feel it. You can taste it. Um. 
We open up Friday night at 7 p.m. on ESPN against Western Michigan, the Broncos of Kalamazoo. Um, we're about a 23-point favorite, 20, 22- to 23-point favorite. Um, I really like that number. Uh, so we're going to do this kind of, I think we should do the schedule breakdown, and we'll, all, we'll go game by game, kind of our quick thoughts on it. What do we think? It's a win or loss. And then at the end, we're going to each try to give like one bold take about the season. It doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just something you think will happen. That might be a little ballsy. And uh, we'll close the pot out with uh, one. Each of us will have a best bet to we're bringing it back, uh, merging the pods into one, and we're going to have the best bacon bets. So, Matt, what do you think about Friday night? What's going to happen? Oh, I think we're going to see uh, who's going to stand out as RB number one. I think it's going to be Jared Broussard, and I think that's going to end the debate right there. Uh, I also think, if I can take another one, um, I think we are going to begin the Trey Mosley hype train. Yes. And I think that people have been overlooking him for Keon. I love Keon. I love Jeremy. Everyone loves to talk about incoming talent that is good. Trey Mosley, if you look, has some highlights, some very good highlights. It's just he doesn't score. He didn't score a lot. Those would go to other guys. And I think it's time for Trey Mosley to start uh, start building his his brand a little bit. So I think that's that's what we're going to see at the beginning of. Also, win. yeah, and yeah, an interesting thing about Trey Mosley: sixty four percent of his receptions went for first downs, I believe. Um, so, you know, he, he got the Mr. Yeah. He has the Mr. Reliable, uh, label and he deserves it. Um, I think in terms of how this game's going to go, I think we'll see Noah Kim in the fourth quarter. I, it's what I'm hoping to see. And I think we will, uh, Western lost all of their NFL talent. I believe there's no Caleb Ellaby anymore. There's no more sky Moore. Uh, Ali Fayad, AJ Thomas, all those guys who were looked at as NFL prospects are no longer there. Um, Western did not reload, uh, even for being Western. Um, and they're starting a redshirt sophomore quarterback getting his first start. I believe he threw five passes last season. And your first game is on the road against Michigan State uh, in a packed woodshed. You're going to be seeing a lot of Chris Bogle and Jeff Petrowski. It's going to get really ugly. Yeah, this game's over at halftime. Uh, <laughs> Western just Western doesn't have Western doesn't have the horses. Get it? Oh, <laughs> boo. Uh, I know those. <laughs> uh, Western just doesn't Western doesn't have the talent to keep up. I mean, they're they're so far behind. Um, even what even what they were the last couple of years, um, so this game this game is going to get yeah this game is going to get ugly. I think we see Noah Kim. I think we see Noah Kim even earlier than the fourth quarter. If we're being honest, hmm. um, the only reason w- why Tucker might hold off until the fourth quarter to bring in Noah Kim was to just get Peyton those extra game reps, just to try to get him, just try to get the ones, just try to get the ones acclimated to 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 the season, but yeah, this game, we're going to smoke these fools. It's not even going to, it's not even going to be, it's not going to be pretty for, for Western. Yeah. I think we're going to be up four touchdowns at half. 
excuse me, and win something like I'll go 49 to 10. I think this is going to be pretty comfortable. A game that like a decent amount of stadium will probably be empty in the in the fourth quarter. And yeah, we're we're gonna see Noah Kim. We're gonna see I think we're gonna see Jarek Broussard start, and then they're gonna mix in a lot of Jalen Berger. And this game's just I think it's just gonna be these two, maybe a mixture of the other guys, but it seems it's pretty evident that it's between these two for the starting position. So it, I think these I think these non-conference games are going to kind of be like the audition for who will be the starters come um, Minnesota. That sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, it's biblical. It's biblical. Yeah, it's, that, that sounds way. very biblical. It's it's very reminiscent of 2013, but uh, except a different circumstance. I think I think I mean obviously that team ended up being world beaters, but like. I think the positions were more stable this time uh, or I don't know. You know what I mean? I think it is a little different, but I kind of thought of that, that this is going to be the audition and Tucker's going to pull the trigger before the weekend, the week of the Minnesota game. Um, I was thinking, is this, are you relating it to when you're saying 2013, like the Baker Caper Bell triple rotation? Oh, no, no. That's, that's, like that's like 11. I was thinking more like I thought the non-conference was pretty much like could Andrew Maxwell do anything awesome in those games? And then if not, he was going to pull the trigger on Connor Cook, which thank God he ended up doing. And I, I don't know. I kind of think about it because, I mean, Jared Broussard's the freaking, what, 2020 Pac-12 player of the year? Offensive. Yeah, he was up for the Doak Walker. Yep. <laughs> like – I would be shocked if he didn't win the job. And I, but I do think it's going to be, yeah, I, I could see 2010 too, like with, with Baker, Caper, and Bell, that, that, that three headed monster, that three headed monster that every one of them had different things they brought to the game. Um, I think that's kind of how the season's going to go. I don't think we're going to have a thousand yard rusher. I think we're going to have two pretty high rushers, but not, unless one of them gets hurt or, you know, one of them just completely obliterates the other in camp and, and, in, and in the game. Um, yeah. I like the, um, I like the thunder and lightning of, of Berger and Broussard. Like if you need some extra yardage, you know, give it to Berger. He'll barrel his way down for yeah. a couple extra yards. Also, if he gets in the open field, you know, he's going to be tough to bring down. And then Broussard is a, is a shifty guy who can be tough to tackle just like uh, Kenneth Walker was. So and an elite I think pass they, catcher they, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And a, and a, and more of a pass catching back than Berger is. So I think that they can use both of those guys throughout the year. I, I definitely agree with you, Lucas, in the sense that it won't be one Kenneth Walker type guy who gets a bunch of numbers, but both those guys will get their fair share of numbers, but also be, you know, equally important. Yeah it's going to be a nice mixture and it'll keep them both, keep both their legs fresh too, a little more than, than canine. Um, mm -hmm. That's easy win. And I think the next one is an easy dub for all of us too. Uh, 4 PM next Saturday, Akron, the zips. I mean, I think this is another one that we're open where it's done at halftime. This is going to be the one where a lot of people are going to leave at halftime. If we're up like 42 to seven, this is going to be like that one game a year where the stadium just completely empties out. Um, what, I mean, people might not. This will be the one that Michigan fans will take a screenshot of and be like, look, no one shows up. To the <laughs> yeah. 
I love how pissed off I made some Michigan fans when I took a picture of the big house during 2020. Oh, that was like 20 people in the stands, like the players, the players, like families. And I'm like, wow, you can't come out and support your team in 2020. How pathetic. They were like, hey, you idiot. That was COVID. I'm like, what? That's not COVID. (laughs) That's not real. (laughs) No, it wasn't real. Um, Yeah, this is easy dub. I think it's going to be more of what we saw in the first game. Hell, this could be one where we might get – I don't know how good Akron is. I'm not trying to downplay them. But I think this could be one where Peyton Thorne maybe plays a half. Yeah, this game is going to get ugly. Massive dub. Uh, Akron was one of the worst teams in in college football last year. Uh, They brought on a new coach, I think. So, you know, Godspeed to him. Um, he's got a long rebuild ahead of him. Uh, big, big, just unbelievable dub. He's going to have to say thank to all the donors that can help him uh, get this program back up and running. Um, Matt, Carter, any more thoughts on Akron? I mean, I, I don't know. Any, I don't know that much about Akron. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a friend who is uh, – is from the area and um i have a cousin who's from the area and he likes scary clown tattoos so brian james is your cousin yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's all that's that's about all i know um but uh i do know i have one friend who likes the zips and he doesn't want to go to that game with me and that's uh (laughs) so so that's about as far as i i know on faith they have about winning it he's like yeah i'm good i don't need to see him get get smoked i'm not gonna waste the money yeah um Okay, the next one is an intriguing one because I think we dodged a bullet in one aspect of it. Um, 7.30 p.m. our time, we travel to the sailgating area of uh, Washington. We play the Huskies. I'm guessing it's going to be on ESPN. I would assume so. Um, I don't know if the net, I don't know if the networks are really mapped out all that far out, but I'd be surprised if it isn't ESPN or ABC. Um, well, probably not ABC, but you know what I mean. Um, I I think we dodged a bullet because it's not a night game in Washington. We're not playing at 1030 at night. We're playing like at a pretty good time for us to watch it and for them to enjoy the environment. Um, I'd imagine we'll be a favorite going in this game, maybe – a touchdown, if that, because I think Washington will have some of the home team juice. But, like, I know Michael Penix is starting for them, and he tore us apart in 2019, and I was there. For that. That, was, that was awful to watch in person. That was three horrific injuries for Michael Penix, though. Yeah, but yeah, and Michael Penix will do something to throw this game away. Like, we could be up three – we could be up a touchdown, and they rally down the field – and he tries to scramble and fumbles the ball or like throws an interception. He, he will do something to lose this game for them. Yeah. This is a game where I think a lot of like a lot of MSU Twitter people are worried. And like, it's because we travel to the West coast. Right. But Washington's not a good team. They don't have the same kind of juice Arizona state had in, in 2018. When yeah, we went out to, people- to play them. People have PTSD over that. Uh, MSU's not the same team. They're not coached by the same dumb assholes that were coaching in 2018. Uh, you know, I 
I really don't see how we lose this game unless Washington is just like like we were last year where they just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like just surprise everyone. But I don't really see that happening. They lost a ton of talent first year under a new coach. It's going to be a big test for them. I just really don't see um, I don't see the uh, I don't see the appeal here in, in thinking that Washington's going to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, Washington does not have the firepower to score against us. I mean, they don't have any they don't have any very good uh, res- the running backs. Their leading rusher last year was Sean McGrew with 430 yards. That's two <laughs> Kenneth Walker games. And that's all they did was fucking run the ball last year. Yeah, and their leading receiver had like 470 yards. Jalen McMillan. I don't know if he's back or not, but um, one guy to watch out for, though, on uh, Washington is Zion Tupuola Fatui. He's a defensive end. Um, He's an NFL. He's probably going to be an NFL first-round pick next year. Um, Pretty dang good player. So they'll, they'll probably have their hands full with him, but I see Michigan State winning this one. Due to the the travel and everything, like I agree with what Spartan Dog said about some of those things. To add on to it, this team is much better conditioned. You know, like this is not this isn't the Ken Manny uh, Michigan State football teams. It's the Amber Rhinestein. They're on that plan. Um, Novak. Yeah, and, and Jason Novak. They're going to be much better conditioned. They're going to be much more prepared um, than the other teams were to face, uh, like Arizona State in that one year, um, they'll be much, you know, they'll just be, they'll just be much more prepared for it. Um, I'm sure the, I'm sure, you know, the, the time difference will have a little bit of an effect. Uh, so I could see this one being a little bit lower scoring. Um, but yeah, Michael Penix is a little bit older now and he's dealt with a couple injuries. Uh, so, uh, I, I just don't, I don't see Washington making it happen this game. I think we'll win this one too. The, um, the, the thing I keep hearing with this game is that it's going into Washington and when teams go into Washington and the time zone difference, uh, then they get in a lot of trouble. And it sounds eerily similar to the Miami game of when teams go down south into the heat of Miami, they get into trouble. And I think this is going to be another one where um, I agree, Carter, it's going to be just like we are looking at the conditioning and the Spartan training program that they've been thrown into that was advertised a bunch last year that they, I actually haven't seen that much about this year, but maybe because they have a record to sell versus like milkshakes. (laughs) Uh, But um, I I see this also being another one where everyone gets surprised that MSU played more awake than Washington when they uh, just similar to how Miami played more tired than MSU because it's going to be, um, it's a mental thing. And I honestly think Mel Tucker is one of the better mental coaches out there Yeah, and coaching mentalities. And, it, and that's a thing is that Definitely. it's like, Hey, you're tired, but keep, keep chopping. Uh, I'm crazy. And, and <laughs> lo and behold, uh, I think they're going to pull through. Cause that's the type of like attrition that um, teams lose from. And I, I think, I think this is going to be the type of game where we're up a touchdown ish. And then the fourth quarter, we just worked them over. Like, I could honestly see this going like the Miami game, where it was kind of back and forth. We know they gave us their best shot. 
And then, you know, De'Aaron King just was careless with the ball, fumbled it big time when they were running down the field. And then we scored again and again and again. I think, I think we're going to pile it on late against these guys. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to say easy dub just yet, but I, I could see that happening easily. Yeah. And Washington doesn't have a receiver as good as Charleston Rambo. So no, um, oh, for yeah. a, for a, for a pass defense that is much improved. Yeah. Than last season, I think. That's right. They also lost. Uh, they have Giles Jackson. Both of their top corners last year. Still there, the Michigan guy. Yeah, isn't he? Is he still there? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Oh yeah, I remember they were all booing him and all that bolt that stupid shit. Um. So, next game on the on the docket, our Spartans come home on the twenty fourth, and uh, the boat gets rowed into Spartan Stadium. Old Kalamazoo um, resident PJ Fleck comes back to Michigan, plays the Spartans. This is the first time. No, this is the second time he's ever played them. We played him in 28, 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that game we were creaming them and they came back and almost won. It poured they, rain too. They, switched, was, quarterbacks. That they switched quarterbacks. To a guy that like no one had film on, and they almost won. They almost yeah, he was cooking. I remember that. Yeah, he was killing us. Because uh, yeah, LJ Scott had like four touchdowns. Um, so they come into Spartan Stadium. I don't know how they're looking, but I'm pretty sure Tanner Morgan's like in his tenth year. He's um, like 32 years old. Yeah, he's like 32 years old. Get a job. All 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 job team. Tanner Morgan. He's a he's a uh, first ballot candidate for that. This is one that people have been saying is a trap game for us. I don't see it with Minnesota. Let me prove it to me, Minnesota. Prove you can beat us. I don't see it. I think we win by 10 to 14 points. I do not see this being a Minnesota victory at all. Unless Minnesota comes out in the first three games and looks amazing. I don't see it with them either. I think that PJ Fleck is a fraud, unserious coach. They don't have a rushing game. Uh, they don't really have as much talent as good Minnesota teams have had in the past. Uh, and they're coming here. And is it homecoming or is that Wisconsin? Wisconsin is homecoming. It's Wisconsin. Okay. Anyway, okay. But anyway, yeah. I'm okay. I, I just, I mean, I. Minnesota lost to Bowling Green last year, so I don't I don't worry about Minnesota. Unserious program. PJ Fleck. I think he stinks as a coach. They're an unserious program. I don't worry about them whatsoever. I feel like this one is going to be one of those weeks, like leading up to the game. This is one we could get into their. Uh, we could get we could get into it with their with their people on Twitter. I remember it was oh, the Rutgers game last year that we. Were Minnesota has that, people right? on Twitter. Like the the I don't know. Um, Did they get internet out there? So we didn't know Rutgers had a Twitter fan base until that game. That's the true. surprise uh random Twitter following that works its way into MSU Twitter over some poor bastard's thread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think we win this one. I think it comes down to I think this is a Peyton Thorn game. I think this will be him and Reed and Coleman who take care of business here. Yeah, uh PJ Fleck. Um I mean, fraud. Just absolute fucking <laughs> massive fraud. You In know, every sense of the word. He was great at Western. Um, 
clearly nothing more than a G5 coach. Not that there's anything wrong with that. G5 schools need coaches too. Um, you know, you're in the worst division. You're in one of the worst divisions in college, in college football, in the power five. And you're just, and you, and you refuse to go to Indianapolis. <laughs> you just absolutely refuse. Was it 2019? Yeah. They, they had it. They had it right there. You refuse to win bowl games. You refuse to, uh, you refuse to move on from Tanner Morgan, which, oh. by the way, Tanner Morgan, job. You need a job. You need a job. So I'm not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over fucking Minnesota. Yeah. If you're a Michigan State fan losing sleep over Minnesota, fuck you. Fuck you probably you. hugged a girl 20 years ago. Yeah, you hugged a girl. It. Yeah, you hugged a girl 25 years ago. <laughs> and you and you're sitting there watching Kim Possible going, oh, Tanner Morgan, he could go off. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you, you got anything to follow that up? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm with you guys on that. I think uh I, I kind of think the same way is that PJ Fleck got hired. Um because he's a good salesman and I think he had dollar bills in his eyes when uh, he went 13 and 0 with the Broncos. Cause he knew he was going to go to a better job. He's got to um, pay for, for his, for his uh, ex-wife too. For his ex-wife. That yeah. being said, I've met PJ Fleck, a uh, nice guy in person, but um, really, yeah, I did. He came to a, he came. So funny enough, there's only one Minnesota bar in Chicago. And <laughs> he, that's where the alumni association had, PJ Fleck come to after Big Ten Media Day, and really? he came and did a Q and A from all like the the drunk alumni there. And I showed up just because I was like, "Sweet, this it was a bar right by my house that I used to like regular at." So I was like, "I'm come, I'm gonna come for BJ Fleck. Like, I'll go see him." Yeah. And then yeah, he just walked around like met everyone. So he was he was nice. That being said, fuck him, he sucks, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna stomp <laughs> his dick uh, on that Saturday. I just think that. Um, <laughs> Minnesota's gotten way too much credit when they had that one sick recruiting class right when PJ Flex showed up. And I think it all gets exaggerated by Spartan fans because at that time we were really, really shitty and the recruiting was going really, really bad. Yeah. And we were watching like the neighbor get a brand new car and we're like, God, God damn it. This <laughs> great another, like we just got another flat and I got stabbed and PJ Fleck just showed up with a brand new car and like has all these sweet recruits and he's doing all the right things. And now I think the game's kind of caught up, caught up with him. And now we have the new yeah. car. His name is Mel Tucker and he can recruit a hell of a lot better because you know what? He's probably following through with a lot more promises, which I think is going to be the next phase of that type of recruiting is who's actually following through with NIL, who's following through with position stuff, you know, Etta. and um, oh. we'll, we'll see kind of, where those fall and that you know that's going to end up leading to is that mel tucker is going to have a lot more portal success um which everyone's which apparently is a bad thing from what there's I've nothing heard. wrong with the, the the idiot michigan fans and rival fans who just rag on the portal there's nothing uh, no i've heard that's a really bad thing to rely on on a resource uh but regardless um i think i agree with you guys is that minnesota just not not moving the needle it will, will, we will sweat this the same way that I, I, I believe we'll sweat this the same way that we sweat, um, we sweated Western Kentucky. Okay. We'll, 
we will think that this is going to be, oh God, oh shit, oh fuck. And then uh, we'll play the game and we go, oh, well, we did the things we said we needed to do because we're a football team and that's how you plan for a game and we'll plan correctly and then then that'll be it. Right. Um, now, this is another game coming up October 1st that I'm a little weary of, but I, I just, I've talked myself off that ledge that I was on earlier in the, uh, the summer. We go to Maryland. Um, I I know Baby Two is there, but like, okay, he's he's one man. He threw a pick to Noah Harvey. I'm not worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've thought more and more about this game. You know, thinking of her, um, and, <laughs> and uh, and I'm just like, I can't unless they come like just like Minnesota, unless they're coming in undefeated, ranked. And, you know, like we're, a, we're underdog to these guys, which, I mean, I could see that we're just randomly a three-point underdog. Like that just bullshit happens out of nowhere. I think we're going to beat Maryland. I think we're going to beat them. I, I do not see us losing to – I think we're going to be 5-0 and heading into the big one. Yeah, um, it's not in September, so uh, Maryland is not. <laughs> Maryland's not going to do shit. Maryland is, um, they're poorly coached. Um, they're talented. I mean, they're absolutely talented. They have a ton of talent. Um, they have a ton of skill position talent, but they're soft as shit in the trenches. Uh, Baby Two is going to be running for his life. And Mike Loxley, this is, this will be the game. This will be the game that gets Mike Loxley fired, I think. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh, good take. I like that. I like that one. That's... Yeah. No, I mean, you look at you look at Talia Tagovailoa, and then you look at like Dante Demas and Raheem Jarrett. That's just, I mean, Demas and Jarrett are going to be like a, a top duo in a top receiving duo in college football. So they might give us problems. I think this game will go a little bit more similar to last year's game, where it's a little bit like you're kind of trading blows. But I think Michigan State eventually um gave them more blows um and they still don't have any good defense so we'll put up a ton of points with that one um yeah i i, I don't worry about maryland i don't buy into the whole you know they'll upset teams early on in the year type of thing yeah. uh and i agree mike loxley isn't a great coach either um so i i see this i'd see michigan state cruising in this one so any as, coach as it goes, uh sorry carter any no, coach that likes I'm, I'm any coach who likes his steak well done is not a good football coach. I agree. If your football coach doesn't order a steak rare, then you don't have rare. a good football coach. You don't have a good football coach. There's nothing wrong with a well done steak. Uh, yes, there is. There's pack. everything wrong with a well done steak. Stepped up is great. Okay, Donald Trump. Like what the fuck, man? Just going right for steak it, with Matt. Ketchup. Oh, dude, Matt, Matt, Maddie, your your thoughts on this game? We're I, and State. Where has this gone? Yeah, with Maryland. Um, I mean, I agree with Carter. Loxley's gonna Loxley. He's um, he just hasn't proved to be a good coach. And I think what we're seeing from Michigan State teams versus the fan expectations. I think the next two years we're gonna have a lot of shifting of opinions of MSU because I think we keep finding similar to like the Miami game. I think this will be a season where we once again, break superstition type games that I think D'Antonio teams fell for often. And especially towards the end, more often than not. Um, I mean, hell 
the last two games of uh, that we lost of Purdue and Ohio State were predicted based off of stats and like where the strengths lied in our weaknesses, not over a, oh, it's spoiler makers, here we go. I mean, yes, that played into that narrative, but I think it's the same thing. Beat up too, leading into that game. We were really banged up. Yeah. I mean, we had basically the wheels had fallen off by then. I think we're again early season. When we start getting to late season games, I'm probably going to be a little less hopeful, but (laughs) these early season games, this is going to be a team that's humming. Yeah, we're not that deep, but we won't need to be at by the time those games hit. Um, so I think, yeah, again, easy, easy dub. Um, I think people are just going to blow it out of proportion to for for news. Right. Okay. This is the one that I'm penciling in as a loss, and I think we all are. Not out of not out of disrespect to our guys, but um, we. <laughs> this is probably going to be a top ten matchup. I'm not saying top five yet, but like probably top eight, top top seven matchup. Um, we host Ohio state on October 8th. My guess is it's going to be big noon Saturday. I don't think we're getting a night game out of this. I totally, I'm done predicting night games because I said Michigan was going to be last year. And then the complete opposite happened. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big nude, big nude Saturday Fox kickoff. We might get game day and everyone there, which would be cool. But like, yeah, this screams to start the day. Um, I, I think we're going to see CJ Stroud tear, tear us apart. Um, Jackson Smithy and Jigba, you know, that last game he had at the Rose bowl was one of the best games I'd ever seen out of a receiver in my life. I was mesmerized and he was a freaking true freshman. Uh, or no, was he a red shirt? Red shirt. Red shirt. Yeah. Sorry. He was a red shirt freshman, 15 catches, 347 yards. Unbelievable. And I think this is going to be the Heisman winner, C.J. Stroud. I, I believe Ohio State's going to be going to have something to prove this year, and um, we're just going to be another speed bump. I, all I want out of this game is don't lose fifty-six to seven. We, yeah. we want to put up twenty-one-ish, twenty-ish points, fourteen or fifteen to twenty points to make me feel like we're getting progress. And if we beat these guys. Well, then the sky's the limit. Then it's like, okay, maybe we have arrived a little earlier than we thought. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one of the sunshine blowers and say we're gonna beat Columbia. We're gonna go into Ann Arbor on October 29th at seven and zero again. I, I think we're losing this game. I think we're gonna get a little whooped, but I don't think it's gonna be as bad as last year. I think we are better. But if if we show weakness in the secondary in the first five games, then I'll get a little nervous about 56, seven happening again. Yeah. I think, I think ultimately what's um, I think ultimately what this game is going to come down to is uh, like our friend, um, like our friend Osama Bendabo of the tone setters uh, likes to say Ryan days in Antifa pussy. Um, Ohio state's trenches are, are softer than baby shit. Um, they haven't produced. They haven't produced a good, a good, a good nasty big guy uh, since Joey Bosa. And you think about the talent that the Urban Meyer teams produced between the trenches, like Jonah Jackson, the Bosa brothers, uh, <clears throat> Taylor Decker. Like those, like those guys were just like every year. Even though Taylor Decker fucking sucks on the Lions, but he's still like a talented, still talented. He's he's a pro player. He's a pro player. It's he's an NFL talent. So, uh, you know, it, 
that'll be a big, that'll be a big, um, that'll be a big justify your, justify your salary game for Brandon Jordan um, to kind of see like mm-hmm. how far you can get this pass rush going mm. um, and maybe get CJ Stroud a little under pressure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we can keep it, if we can keep it close, then that's going to be, that's going to be highly encouraging. I think we lose. Um, I think it being earlier in the big 10 schedule as well, I think is also kind of going to help keep it a little closer and it being at home. It's their first road game. Yeah. I think it being their first road game, their first, their first, I think it's one of their first conference games. Um, it being earlier, it being at noon, I think it is gonna is gonna factor into is gonna factor into some positive outcomes for us. I think we still lose, but I think um, I don't think it's gonna be fifty six to seven again. I just hope it isn't. I yeah. I <laughs> I went to that. Yeah, I went to that game last year, and Ohio State played oh. maybe the most oh. flawless half of football of all time. Um, <laughs> Why and did you go? I thought it was going to be competitive. I was oh, hoping for man. it coming off of the coming off of the Michigan win. Um, the problem with the game with the game last year is that the areas that Ohio State stunk in throughout the season turned into their strengths against us. Their defensive line was getting after us. Uh, we were getting no sort of pass rush, so they were just kicking our ass in the trenches. Um, that needs to improve. I think they're going to lose this. I think Michigan state loses this game. Um, and I, and the only way that they keep it competitive is this, is if they, is if they flip this. Gripped with the trenches, um, they need to protect Peyton Thorne and they need to get after CJ Stroud. Um, this is, I, yeah, this is definitely like a, a game for, for Brandon Jordan to, uh, to step up. Um, but Ohio state has too much talent. CJ Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, however many other, you know, five-star wide receivers that they have. They still have Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams in their uh in their running back room. And Marvin Just, Harrison Jr. And Marvin Harrison Jr., a five-star Emika Egbuka is also coming in. And then probably a ton more good players will will be in there too. Um, but yeah, they're not winning this one. I just hope there's a way to keep it competitive. And the way to do that is flip the script in the, in the trenches. But Still, I don't see it going our way. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I, the thing that scares me with this game isn't winning or losing. I think we're going to lose. Um, what scares me is that we will still try to go all out, and then we will be injured for the following games uh, <laughs> that could be really bad, get really bad really fast. Yeah. And um, I, I agree where I the measuring stick is going to be just make it look like a game. Uh, don't get – don't get – rocked rocked where uh that i don't feel despair at my my watch party or whatnot but actually i'm going to this game uh like carter did last year uh but i am i'm gonna be at the ohio state game and gonna be what it's gonna be and that's kind of the thing is as long as it's just improvement and we know we're getting in the right direction because mel tucker also always says that this is the measuring stick is ohio state so he knows that the importance of the game i just Again, I the only factors work. The factors working for us are good, but I mean, it might be two more years before we beat Ohio State. Um, just out of that, we have to go to the shoe again next year. Yeah, I think twenty twenty four is where we should really start to get closer to being toe to toe with them. 
Yeah, I'm I'm done coming into that game to the Ohio State game blowing sunshine. But <laughs> good thing, good thing, uh, you know, I don't base my entire season on it like a certain yeah. Certain I, I, if we cover this game, I'm thrilled. Yeah, like, that's an elated. Like I'm not one for moral victories, but I'd be like, hey, we covered. This is progress. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the, the, this is the start of the gauntlet in October. It, it is. It is the toughest part of the schedule, without a doubt, unequivocally, because the next three games after these following two, I mean, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, we host Wisconsin on homecoming, which will be a ranked matchup more than likely. Um, I don't know how to feel about this game. I think we're going to win it, but I think this is going to be pretty close i think this is i don't know am i am i wrong i think we're going to win by like a field goal i don't think wisconsin is is very good i i think i think they ended their season pretty strong last year uh but i don't really believe in wisconsin i don't believe in paul chris i don't believe in graham um they do have a pretty they do have a pretty solid running back i forgot his name he does something he's doing something with they always get big cat made him a shirt or whatever. He's like a barstool athlete. Uh, but I just really don't, I just don't see, I don't see a way how they beat us because their past defense has been pretty bad for a while now. And Paul Christ hasn't really made any moves to improve the past defense. And when we're talking about a team with Peyton Thorne, Jane Reed, Trey Mosley and Keon Coleman, uh, it's going to make it pretty tough. And it's, again, it's at home. We don't have to go to Camp Randall. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of these guys were, were on the team when they just absolutely embarrassed us in 2019 oh. in that oh. final D'Antonio year. Oh, so there, there's going to be a lot of guys on this roster who want payback. Yep. So I, I think this is going to be an MSU victory. It is going to be close. It is probably going to be a ranked matchup, Lucas. You're right. But yeah, I just don't, I just don't trust. I mean, Wisconsin's going to go nine and three. Mm-hmm. Um, they always go nine and three. They're perpetually nine and three. Whether or not they make the Big Ten championship game is just a virtue of whether nine and three is a good enough record. Yeah. That I, running back that you mentioned, Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen. Six foot two, 238 pounds. He was 17 years old last year. You know what he did? He had 186 carries for 1,268 yards and 12 touchdowns. Whoa. At the age of 17 and at that size, like Derrick Henry size. Wow. That, that guy is a beast, and he worries me a little bit for sure. Um, Good thing, though, is that Wisconsin strength plays into uh, plays into our strength, and that's stopping the run. If you stop um, – Wisconsin does have a – you know, they do, they always have the offensive line full of the corn-fed, corn cheese-fed uh, – Capital Stormers. Line boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they always have those types of guys on Sydney Sweeney's cousin. Sydney Sweeney's cousin <laughs> plays right guard. <laughs> Yeah, they always have those massive offensive linemen who get a huge push, and that allows Braylon Allen to run all over. But I think I think Michigan State can stop that run. Um, and as long as they do that and you make Graham Mertz beat you, you'll have a chance to win. They'll always, I mean, their defense is always going to be good too. But 
Michigan State's at home and Wisconsin. I kind of agree with you. I do think they feast off of a, a bad Big Ten West a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin, still, they're still a good team. You know, they're not a pushover. They're not a weak team or anything. Um, they're always going to be tough, uh, but I think Michigan State can win this one too. I think it will be close as well. Maybe a little bit low scoring. Um, I'm with that as well. I think Michigan State will pull this out. Um, mainly a, kind of what Carter was saying is that the the defensive tackles are going to line up really well with their running game and their offensive line. And we've seen Graham, we've seen enough of Graham Mertz. I he does not scare me. Um, no job. I mean, He's I, job. I think of I think of when they played Michigan last year, and it was like, oh wow, their defense is really good. Well, now their defense isn't as good, and uh, <laughs> Graham Mertz is probably the same. And uh, that team didn't scare me. I was pissed at that team because I thought that team was going to beat Michigan. I took a bet. Um, yeah, so, they, they got killed by them. Yeah, they got demolished, and it was like, okay, they are not rebuilding evenly and they are just weak on uh, they're really unbalanced that's the thing is that they're just an unbalanced team and i think our balance will 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 we'll start hitting them in those spots that that they can't hit back in and hmm. then uh, i think they'll we'll out chop them i like that yeah, this could be an out chop game i yeah. could see this being like a 23 20 type of game i was thinking that too you sneaky keep it close and we're pissed off but we get the win right um so then the next one, the big one, we have a bye week in between, and so do they this year. We, I think we're going to be 6-1, and one, and I think Michigan will be 6-1. and one. I think they're going to lose to Iowa. Um, that's, my, that's my prediction. I think they're going to lose. I think Iowa's going to be a night game at Kinnick Stadium. Um, I think they're going to lose that game. We play Michigan and the big house. Um, I honestly, I'm not trying to be cocky. I think we win this game. I, I, I want – it's another, like, Minnesota, show me your, you've improved after last year. And I don't think Michigan has in the areas that they were, they were better than us. Like, they had a great pass rush, and Aiden Hutchinson made his presence known in our game. But I just don't – I do not see them winning this game. I think we will beat Michigan. And this will get clipped. Whatever. If we fucking lose, I don't care. It's a, it's a preseason prediction. But I, right now, as it stands, I see us going into Ann Arbor and winning this game. It'll be close, but I think we will win this game because Peyton Thorne is better than <laughs> AJ McCarthy and Cade McNamara. It's not being disrespectful. I'm literally saying facts. You can you can put a picture of the Big Ten Championship trophy up. Whatever they didn't, he didn't win that for you. He was the safest quarterback you could have. Um, sorry, I could go. We'll, we'll be this will be an interesting hate week for sure. Hmm. Two hate weeks, two, two, yeah. We'll get well, two. We had two hate Again. weeks kind of before when they played Northwestern. Um, is that MSU fans had, had a full extra week to kind of just be really mean about it? I think with the <laughs> bye weeks, I think Mel Tucker has once again. Um, I if the resume wasn't there, I would say differently. I'm gonna say MSU takes it unless barring any injuries. Um, which sounds creepily like my prediction for 2018 was that I think MSU had a chance in 2018, but then we had too many injuries and then that we showed up limping to that game. Yeah. Uh, we show up limping to this one. They will you take full advantage to skull fuck us. But oh, yeah. if we are, if we don't uh, throw everything we have at Wisconsin and uh, Ohio state, we damn well better throw it all at Michigan. 
And I, I do think that if we played first game of the season, well, I mean, if they decide on their quarterback, but if we played like first game of the season, two full teams, I would be a hundred percent in your boat there. Lucas is like, I'm like, yes, they, they could take it. Our, our pass rush um, is going to be better. Our offensive line is probably going to be about the same. And then we're still going to have running backs. Their pass rush is going to be shit. Uh, not shit, but it's not going to be as good. Um, and their corners shouldn't be as good as they were. And we passed pretty well against them. Yeah. And our our corners are going to be better. So they're going to have less passing on us. And um, it's just going to be a matter of injuries and because we're not as deep. And that's that's going to be – that's what always scares me about the – Luckily last year is that like the wheels fell off right after the Michigan game versus uh, versus before. So I'm just, as long as it, they don't fall off before um, I'd say, yeah, if we're rolling, we're six and one, I'd say we're, we're rolling into this game. And Mel Tucker's uh, has shown that before bye weeks uh, or through the bye week, he plans very, very, very well. They, they, they come off. I think they came off the bye week for the Michigan game in 2020. Correct me if I'm wrong. No. Oh, they didn't? Oh, okay. Well, there was there uh, was no bye week in 2020, was there? We just played straight through. Or no, it was, well, it was, unless it was, games got canceled for COVID. Was last it right year. after Rutgers. You're thinking you're thinking of last year, Matt. Yeah, last year I know we did, but maybe it was Northwestern that we we had the bye before. Either way, be, last year we definitely did uh yeah. have a plan for it and came in and executed the plan. Yeah, that might have been that might have been a game that got canceled because of COVID cases. Okay, that makes sense. So I say, yeah, win. Sure. Why not? Tag me. Hmm. I'm calling this a win as well. Um, I don't think Michigan reloaded their pass rush. And I think that that is what uh, caused Michigan State the biggest problems uh, with their with their defense. Um, so they'll ha- so Thorne will have more time to throw. And even the time that he did have to throw against Michigan, he was still, you know, he found Naylor on that fourth down. He found Reed on the fourth down. Oh. Um, he was he was making things happen. Um, so, so, you know, with even more time and a couple more weapons, um, I see us scoring, maybe not scoring more than, than 37, 33, but outside of, you know, Kenneth Walker running the ball, I think the offense didn't move as well. I think they'll move a little bit more consistently against, uh, against Michigan. Um, Just don't, yeah, just don't throw to Will Johnson's side. There's their five-star corner, um, throw against somebody else. Um, and then offensively last year, the plan was to stop the run and make Cade McNamara beat you. And he almost did. <laughs> uh, uh, I think that with the, you know, the thing about this game is that thankfully there's the bye week. So, cause Michigan state with Ohio state and Wisconsin in back-to-back weeks is going to be beat up. Uh, and they're going to need that bye week to rest up. Um, so, if, so having that is going to be a really, really fortunate thing for them. Um, I still see them going in and winning. You know, Mel always knows how to get up for Michigan. Uh, and if there were the last couple of years, it's been 2020, the Ricky White game, 2021, the Kenneth Walker game. And this year, who could it be? You know, is it a Keon Coleman game? Hmm. I think it could be. Uh, but I, I also still I do see Michigan State winning this one. I don't think Michigan is as good um, as they were last year. And Michigan State still beat a good Michigan team. And Michigan doesn't beat good Michigan State teams. Uh, I expect this Michigan State team to be good. So fact, I see this one as a win too. emoji, 100. Yeah. Um, here, here's my thing. Uh, uh, Michigan probably had 
um, one of one of the most chaotic off seasons in, in college this <laughs> past year. Yes. Um, their coach had a foot out the door the entire off season, um, all throughout the winter. He then had to come crawling back with his tail between his legs. Uh, in the process, he lost his offensive and defensive coordinator. And he lost, he lost a ton of NFL talent. And the guys that are in that are taking those spots aren't ready. So and he's doing he's holding an unbelievably chaotic quarterback competition situation <laughs> to and and this isn't me this isn't me as michigan hater this is just me as like someone who watches an unhealthy amount of college football if you have a quarterback who led your team to a conference, t- your first conference title in almost 20 years, into an appearance in the college football playoff. Why is he not your automatic starter? That's just going to create so much. And this isn't like, yeah. you know, Don Thomas is a fucking idiot. Fuck Don <laughs> Thomas. But he's right. This is like heartbreaking. The worst person you know made a great point. <laughs> like, what are you fucking doing? Yeah, he's he's right on this one. The Don of Sports Talk. He's right. Bust You're gonna trade it for a guy who in his limited who's <laughs> most known for fumbling. Yeah. In big games. Look, I I don't understand. I don't understand how this is a positive outcome for anybody. I don't understand how it's a positive outcome for Kate McNamara. I don't understand how it's a positive outcome for JJ McCarthy. I don't understand how it's a positive outcome for, for the for the Michigan football team. I just really don't. JJ McCarthy looks painfully twelve years old. <laughs> he looks like like a Disney star or something. I, I, I just wanted to add that. Yeah, if I were if I were Don's family, the McNamaras, I um, Gary I'd Ma- be fucking pissed. Gary I would be fucking pissed. pissed. Gary is pissed. He's like been. Storming the Capitol. The election was stolen from Gary, and so was his son's cute quarterback (laughs) position spot. That was so funny. Did you see that when Don said that? No. Don said that? My brother, my family. I'm blocked, man. Don basically said, he basically said that the position was stolen from Cade. (laughs) Oh, Stop the steal! (laughs) A verbal meme, Trump, handshake, Cade McNamara. That's what, uh, that's what, uh, Stolen from them. That's what our that's what our uh, friend and our brother uh, JDW Meta Wooten Peace. He did that meme. He oh, said he... DT and DT both said stop the steal. <laughs> gotta give him credit for that tweet. It was I gotta one. find that. I missed that. Um, yeah, we could talk about this game forever and yeah, forever now. But let, we all agree we're gonna win. It's it's a dub for now. Um, subject to change, but I just don't see it. Uh, the next three, I mean, we can talk about if you want. I think all three are dubs. I don't. I don't. I think we're losing to Illinois. You, oh, that's interesting what? you say that because I was thinking that's one. That's the that's the that's the letdown. We shouldn't. 
That's the letdown game. So like you you say we're seven and one after Michigan, we have this elation and then we just can't get all the way up for Illinois. Either we can't get all the way up or the, or the injury bug catches up with us. Okay. Um, They just don't take the game seriously. They just don't take the game seriously. Something happens. Hmm. Illinois, Illinois, I feel like is an out. I feel like that's the, I've been saying 10 and two. I've been saying 10 and two all season. Um, but this is the second loss. I mean, it's Ohio State, and it's probably going to be Illinois. You may think differently, but I just really – I really don't see um, – I don't really see how Illinois can – I don't really see how we beat Illinois unless we just absolutely curb stop Michigan and just run them out of – and run them out of the silent library. If Illinois beats us, Brett Bielema gets the Michigan State job as it was his destiny before uh, Mel Tucker took it. Yeah, yeah. Brett Bielema is going to go up to the handshake line after the game and go, I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> I, I can't see us losing to, to – this isn't prime Brett Bielema. We, we, we're out of that phase of life. I, I like Brett Bielema. I, I was a fan of his Wisconsin team just because he would always run up the score no matter what. And I'm that kind of person, like, stop my team. It's not my job to stop my team. It's your job. Like, deal with it. So I don't think we're in that phase anymore. But, yeah, Prime Brett could come back for a game, and you've got a point there. But, again, I, I don't see it until it happens. I will, I will, be, a, a, I will be a denier of Illinois until they, until they beat us in Champaign. I just don't see it. I just see it as, like, it could be one of those games where, like, things go wrong for Michigan state. Like you just like, I mean, we've, they've had those games in the past, you know, where it's like, you're not supposed to look bad against this team, but you do. And then you, you end up, you end up losing it. It could be one of those trap games. Like, cause is it at Illinois, like at noon? Probably going to gonna be. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the recipe for it right there. And Bert will always have one spoiler, like the nine overtime game last year against Penn state. <laughs> um, Illinois beat Illinois beat Wisconsin a couple years ago too. Um, I mean, it's just one of the, it's just one of those like games where, you know, you go, you go on the road to a five and seven team and and the worst thing happens. I think it could happen. And if, and I don't know if I want to predict it happening, but like, I, I could see it. I could see it. This is, this is, this is trap game. This thing has trap game written all over. Out of the three after Michigan. Yeah. I I see your point. I I simply, because it's a road game. Spartan Dog, can we agree on one thing though? Like with this sure. game, no matter what, it's a Daniel Barker revenge game. Like he's gonna have a big game. He'll have yeah, like- Daniel Barker's gonna have a big game, but I think it's just gonna something stupid's gonna happen. It's and- gonna go like the the 2017 Northwestern game if we lose. Exactly. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like seven overtimes, like yeah. just stupid bullshit, dumb penalties. Like we were gonna go up 14 nothing against Northwestern. Cody White just drops the ball mm. and that was like a, a sign of what was to come that day yeah just <laughs> boat race. yeah just stupid shit stupid shit's gonna happen that i could see plus yeah. with plus with the injuries kind of catching up after the after this daunting october yeah uh yeah i could see us dropping this one I I absolutely I, and uh, yeah anyone else got thoughts on Illinois? like matt um i was gonna say is that i think that um I think you guys are being. I think you guys are being a little doomsday. Um, I think we'll be fine in Illinois. I don't. I'm not. They don't scare me. 
I, I take it. I, I call it a dub. I, I could see that being a trap game simply because it's on the road. That's the only reason. But I think it's going to be one of those games where like we come out looking like shit and maybe we're down 10 nothing early. And then all of a sudden it's like we remember who we are and we just put we just put the gas to the, to the floor. And not saying we would win by 30 or anything, but I think I think we'll win by double digits. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I could definitely see that too, but I have them going 10 and 2, and that second loss needs to come somewhere. Okay. And it has to be a game that they're not supposed to lose. I'm I'm with that's USD where I think we will uh will win a game we shouldn't, and I think we'll lose a game we shouldn't. That's how it always goes. Yeah. So, yeah. so what do we have for Rutgers and Indiana? We're gonna combine those two. Both I think those are two. Uh, winning them both pretty easily. Um, I think those are both. Rutgers is possibly a leave at halftime to kind of game. Oh, they suck. No, Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers, I think Rutgers, I think is going to be pretty competitive. Hmm. I think we'll, we'll pull away in the end. Indiana's a leave at halftime game. They Indiana are the worst team in the beginning. Awful. True. Yeah, Indiana, Indiana might go. Indiana might win two games this year. Okay. They're wow. bad. Um, they're a bad team, man. Can you name anybody on their offense? No, I can't either. They um. They don't, and they don't have, they have that. Well, I mean, they have Jack Tuttle, but or a million hold penalties on their side. Yeah. They, they, oh, that was so infuriating. Uh, talk about a game we shouldn't have won that we won last year. That was <laughs> yeah. absolutely one where I was like, we're losing this. Why haven't we lost it yet? And then I, right at the end, I was like, oh my God. You know, it's the most infuriating part about that game is if you watch that one, the, the Maddie Loves Ball or whatever that YouTube channel yep. not me, um, <laughs> is, uh, they do the super cut of all the sweet plays. They don't have Tyler Hunt's pass to Peyton Thorne. What really? That's like I was like, that's the best play of the game. It's one of the best the catches only on thing the I team. remember from probably because it looks like a broken play. Yeah, I think Tyler that Hunt was getting rushed, and then Peyton Thorne makes an amazing one foot catch. I mean, to be fair, that guy makes edits of almost every game that gets played, so I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna dunk on him too much. Or it's like, dude, whatever, man. You, good, yeah. good for you. He loves this ball. Is, I have my second loss here. I think we end the season with a loss at Penn State. Mm. I, I, no. I'm going 10-2, and I think 10-2 no. is I, I know, but James Franklin does that once in a while in Michigan State. Sucks. I think we're going to lose this game. But, again, it Penn, it's subject to change. But just something about Penn State's losing on Thursday. Penn State is losing on Thursday. Oh, They're going to Purdue, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to West Lafayette. Oh, they're, yeah. losing. they're losing. They're losing that game. Sean Clifford is a job. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is first team All Big Ten job. So, him or Tanner Morgan. Penn. I just. I. I have them at ten and two. I, I'm not brave enough, like like Spartan Dog, to pick Illinois. I can't. I can't pick Burt Bielema to, to beat us. For. I, I will pick a guy who's at least won a Big Ten title, and it was a shout lot. out. Shout out to our boy B, Bielema, bro. Yeah, Bielema, Love bro. Bielema, bro. At um, GA Bluebeat on Twitter. I promise <laughs> that's his real at. I uh I think we're gonna lose to in Happy Valley. I do. Um, but if we don't, we're eleven and one in my in, in my mind. That's great. Eleven yeah. it'll be it'll be a three thirty rushing yards against us. Yeah. It'll be a three thirty game. Yep. Cold as shit. Well, None of the students will be on campus because it's the weekend, it's the weekend of Thanksgiving. It'll be packed though. Penn State season will have been long over. They're seven and four at this point. 
James Franklin is basically going to have to beg. He's basically going to have to beg the AD for his job after we beat them. I really, James Franklin is probably, is probably a bottom 20%, bottom 20th percentile in game coach. Yeah, I agree with that football. He's I recruits. He gave like, them the Michigan game last year. He oh, gave Michigan that, the game. Oh, he gave it away. Like no other. Bum. Guy recruits like no other. But Snake he oil can't, salesman. I'll yeah, exactly. Game. He's like he's a Franklin Mike Loxley. Exactly. He's yeah. Mike Loxley with with he's Mike Loxley with a bit of results. That team he won with, that was Bill O'Brien's team. Like mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna say ten and two, and I, I think that's I think I'm okay losing to Ohio State and Penn State. Um, Illinois would really rub me the wrong way if we finished ten and two. I'd be like, I see us doing to Penn State what we did to them in 2015. Oh yeah, just absolutely. more so than I see us losing the game. Wow, Jack Samack touchdown, wow. baby! I'm calling it now. Wow. Jack Samack touchdown. Wow. That's, that's a bold, bold take. Yeah, I was gonna say that's bold as hell, man. And that's not even my bold take that I'm doing you, for the show. Matt, what do you think of this game? I think we're going to win it too, honestly, um, until oh. I'm proven wrong by Penn State. But <laughs> I think that they're uh, – everyone's high on them, but I don't see the reason why. Um, they, they've bungled enough games where they started out hot, but late season Penn State really doesn't scare me anymore. I mean, what, what have they done? Where – I mean, this could – again, they could – they could pull it off, but uh, they almost beat Michigan, but they flat out just crapped the bed. They played us. We made it look easy. Uh, I don't remember being that worried during that game ever. And they almost uh, lost to 2020 MSU, one of the worst mm-hmm. Michigan State teams. That was when we kind of discovered Peyton Thorne. It's where we figured out Peyton Thorne would be good. And that, so that, that was the game where I said he's the guy. Like he, he is going to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't scare me nearly as much as as they did a few years ago um they they might be good this year but that's tbd so far so so far i haven't seen it so my final record is prediction is 10 and 2 as is mine as is mine i would say 10 and 2 is probably about where i'm at as well i I would lock in on 10 wiggle room with losses i think the only surefire loss is ohio state um i'm gonna say wiggle room for losses is between one of these, I think it's between Wisconsin and Michigan and Penn, Wisconsin, Michigan, Penn State. One of those, I think we'll lose one of those three games. Yeah, I think the ceiling. I think I think the floor for this team is eight and four. Absolutely, um, I, eight and four, eight and four. I think would have to be eight and four would have to be a catastrophic injury to a key player. Yes, like a Peyton Thorn injury. Yeah, a Peyton Thorn injury. Uh, you know, Jarrett Horst. Gene Reed injury. I, I honestly think for how thin this team is, is that it, it'd be interesting to keep revisiting everyone's like game opinions after each game of like, well, we just because there's still a lot of unknowns. Um, I yeah, I, I think I'm going to listen to this tomorrow at work. I'm going to write down what we did. I'm going to make a beat. I'm going to recruit um, CC's medium sized house oh, <laughs> to, uh, to uh, create a spreadsheet for me at work. Um, That'd be kind of cool to revisit that, and then we could give little points like, were we right? No. Or like, were we right? Yeah, we were right. Yeah. Um, one one bold take per person. Uh, Matt, you're first. 
Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> if you don't have one, it's okay. Uh, no, I, I, I kind of said mine a little bit earlier, but that would be Trey Mosley. It becomes the dude. And I think that um, people are going to go, where the hell has this guy been? And it's like, I've been here the whole time. You just never noticed me. He's going to be like the girl in She's All That. He's, <laughs> he's going to be walking down the stairs to kiss me. And uh, <laughs> the song, not the act. Um, uh. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, um, I think he's gonna, uh, I think he's gonna be pretty good and show up and people all of a sudden Jane Reed will leave and we'll have the same reaction we did with Jalen Naylor left. We'll be like, oh, well, good luck to him. And not like, what the hell are we going to do now? And I think that's, that's going to be the big surprise for people. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. Carter. That is a bold take. Let me preface this by saying rest in peace to Charles Rogers. He has the single season receiving yards for a Michigan State receiver at 1,470. Oh no. That's a lot. Oh I'm no. gonna I'm oh. gonna indirectly disagree with Maddie's take. Mm. And I'm gonna say Jaden Reed breaks that. Wow. You're talking about breaking. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. I he becomes that star. I'm, I that's why this him. is bold, man. That's a bold one. I watched him. I loved him. I, I ooh, that shook me to my core a little bit. <laughs> I don't so, know. Again, Charles Rogers, God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Charles Rogers. Um, Carter, my take is kind of symbiotic with yours. Hmm. Um, oh, this is, yeah. Gonna burn, burn him. <laughs> James, I'll kill him. Uh, my take is symbiotic with yours. Uh, it, it, it's that it's that Jane Reed goes to New York City. Um, mm. Jane Reed is a Heisman finalist. Oh. Um, oh shit! If if he breaks Charles Rogers's record, I don't see how he can't be. No, no, definitely. Um, whether or not he wins, I think is going to be outcome dependent on. On how other people, on how other got, uh, on how other potential finalists around him do. Um, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of Will Anderson talk. I think they've been. I think the Heisman Trust has been kind of angling to give it to a defensive player here for a few years now. And I think if Will Anderson has another season like he had last year, I think, I think he's pretty much a lock. Um, you know, C.J. Stroud. Obviously, with with a strong season, he seems he seems pretty anointed um, right now. Um, and of course, you always have those guys who who come out of nowhere. Um, I could definitely see someone. I could definitely see like Grayson McCall or um, who's Utah's quarterback? Cam Rising. I could see Cam Rising getting an invite too. Um, but I think Jane Reed is going to be. I think Jane Reed is going to be sitting sitting in those chairs. Come, like come, that. come! Yeah. Announcement time. Whether or not he wins again, I think is dependent on how other is dependent on what other people who are kind of touted as front runners right now do. But I, I really think that I really think that Jane Reed's going to be a Heisman finalist. Which, if he breaks, if he like Carter says, if he breaks Charles Rogers' receiving record, it's all but a guarantee. So Devontae Smith, I mean, this was a monster year. I'm just looking because he obviously he won the Heisman. 
he had 117 catches for 1856 yards and 23 touchdowns, which is absurd considering they played fewer games. Um, you know, and, and his 2019 season, he had 1300 yards and 14 touchdowns. I, I could, I think that, yeah, if Jaden Reed's somewhere in the middle of that, you know, 1500, 1600 yards. Yeah. He, he's got to get an invite, especially if he does the extracurriculars, like if a couple of those touchdowns are fucking punt returns, you know, like in big moments, like the Nebraska game last year. Um, I, absolutely. I could see that. And especially if he does backflips, <laughs> that really seems to get the Heisman. I, the problem I have with that take is, is just that it, it doesn't um, account for it, he's going to have the same problem that Kenneth Walker had is that end of the season, if the wheels are off or we're 10 and two, are they really going to pay attention to it? nowadays to win a Heisman? You got to, you got, we got to be winning the big 10 championship. Or, or if he has that game where it's like three catches for 30 yards. Mm. Yeah. Against, against someone, someone yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my bold take is, Montori Foster Jr. is going to win us a game. Um, and I know it's not the mm. biggest take, but like there's so much attention on obviously Jaden Reed, obviously, you know, Trey Mosley, who I said last year was going to be an unsung hero in our games. I'm going that route this year with Montori Foster. I'm speaking it into existence. I think he's going to win us a game or two um, just based on, I liked what I saw last year, and yeah, he didn't get the most time, obviously, but I think with him and Keon Coleman kind of being the next regime of receivers, we're going to see some bright spots from him, and in big moments, I, I believe that this year. Okay. Um. So that that concludes that. Before we go, real quick, we'll do. We each have a bet of the week. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, my my lock of the week. Um, I I was asked to go on uh, tailgates and turnovers a podcast. Uh, some of my internet friends run. Uh, they do a gambling pod called Down with the Pickness. Some of our um, internet friends. I was offered. Yeah, Lucas's internet friends as well. Definitely not jealous. You don't sound jealous at all. Um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm I'm sure I'll come on. I uh. I really like the under in, in Duke Temple. Um, under 51 Duke Temple. Uh, that game is, those offenses are, they're pitiful. They stink. Duke stinks. Temple stinks. This game's going to end 17-14. It's going to be, it's going to be absolutely disgusting. Do not watch this game. Bet the under and just let it cash. I don't, I do not recommend watching this game. You know who Temple's quarterback is? Who is Temple's quarterback? Dewan Mathis. No. Shut the fuck up. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He's back. Um, I I will take uh, under Pitt WVU backyard brawl. I'm gonna take Ooh. the under. It's under 51. Ooh. Okay. I because fuck Pat Narduzzi. He doesn't deserve more touchdowns. Yeah. True. Mine is um, with the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. This is probably risky territory I'm getting into. And Ohio State's very good. I think they could honestly win it all. They have a very, very good shot at it. But I think that Notre Dame covers the 17.5 point spread because I also think they're very good. 
So I think that there's a shot that they can cover that spread. So I would say don't take the take the points for Notre Dame. Interesting. Marcus Freeman's first game, see how they go. Um, mine is I, I still have PTSD from driving four hours to West Lafayette last fall. Uh, um, I'm going to take Purdue to cover and win against Penn State. Let's go. I think this is this is right for the making. Aiden O'Connell is back, the guy who completely just dismantled us for what it seemed like 5,000 yards. Um, he's back, and that team, yeah, they lost George Karloftis and um, David Bell. David Bell, but I think I don't. I don't think um, Jeff Brom is a bad coach at all. I believe. I believe he's gonna. I believe he's a better coach overall than James Franklin because I don't think James Franklin can do shit at Purdue. Um, here's an extra, here's an extra bull take for you. I'll, I'll give this one to, I'll give this one to the fine people, the fine listeners for free. Uh, Purdue wins the big time West this year. Whoa. I love it. Purdue goes, Purdue goes to Indianapolis. Now they get their ship pushed in by Ohio state, (laughs) but that Purdue wins the big time West this year. What's their schedule look like before we go? I want to see this real quick. Uh, it's, I mean, you trust you trust Kirk Ferentz and his piece of shit son <laughs> with no. his slicked back hair. <laughs> Go to Trafati's, slop it up steaks. <laughs> okay, so they, they have Penn State, Indiana State, Syracuse. They go to Syracuse, so that could be one of those weird trap games. But Sean Tucker, Sean Tucker might be pleased with this performance. True. Um, Ford Atlantic. That's four and zero, and they play. They go to Minnesota. That could be one of those weird games they lose, but I could see them. Man, they could be. There's a shot that they're undefeated going to Wisconsin on October 22nd. I don't see it, but the path is there. The path is there, and especially that'd be hilarious if they beat per, uh, Nebraska on October 15th and Scott Frost like finally gets fired. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, they play Iowa, then they play they go to Illinois. Yeah, your your take isn't that far out of reach, man. If they win that, if they win that Penn State game, their odds shoot up. Oh yeah, they skyrocket. Yeah. They they'll become like the the, the favorite uh to win and until they lose a game out of nowhere. Like they lose Indiana State next week. Um <laughs> pretty good pod. Uh Matt, great to have you on. Welcome back. Always happy to be back. I apologize. I I uh, had a little work that, that popped in here and there. So, but, uh, okay. but yeah, happy to be back. Uh, our, our partner, our family, our brother. Um, so fellas, let's have a great Friday night. Let's celebrate. Let's drink many beers, a zillion beers safely. Um, and hopefully we're celebrating another 10, 11 win season and maybe beyond. Um, all right. Till next time, fellas, go green. Go white. Go white.